This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Welcome to season three of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast with Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve. The biggest, most fun podcast in the galaxy. This is the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, season three. I don't know about you guys, but I love science fiction that asks hard and deep questions about the human experience. Science fiction is actually a vehicle for exploring the human condition under the cover of fantastic, futuristic settings that help us separate ourselves ever so slightly from the harsh realities that can be evident in our society today. Every now and then a show such as Star Trek or a film such as Blade Runner asks questions in ways we can ponder more easily as we let our guard down for the sake of being entertained. Before we know it, we're immersed in riveting storytelling, moral and ethical dilemmas, all wrapped in the fantasy of worlds and characters that are different enough from us, but not too different. The best science fiction portrays distant realities that are perhaps possible or even attainable based on where science is today. Such a movie that dived a little deeper into the fantasy realm was Stowaway. This 2021 Netflix film starred Anna Kendricks, Daniel Dai Kim, Tony Collette, and Shamir Anderson. Three astronauts take off towards Mars with very specific goals and specialties. It is discovered that there is an accidental stowaway on board. Dun, dun, dun. How did that happen? As the good, crew figures, good question. Good question. Yes. As the crew figures out how to integrate their new crewmate, they soon realize that they do not have enough air for all four of them to reach Mars safely. The ensuing line of thinking is the original crew must ask their stowaway to commit suicide somehow so that they may continue on to Mars. Things go wrong along the way, of course, thickening the plot and the scope of how hard the decision is. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about what we love about this film, what we don't like, what seems to match up with what we know about science, <clears throat> Adina, and <laughs> what doesn't hold up. Wherever our discussion leads us today, I think this film deserves attention because of the powerhouse performances of its four main actors, really the only four actors in the film except for a couple voice actors. Their performances are so riveting and help bring the story to life in a way that affected me emotionally. I wonder if it had the same effect on my very smart and very awesome co-hosts. I guess we'll see in just a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. I'd like to welcome all of you, our listeners, to this week's episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast and invite you to join our Facebook group where you can interact weekly with all of us and other amazing science fiction fans. Also, please follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our wonderful YouTube channel. I think it's wonderful, at least. Mm -hmm. Before we dive... <laughs> before Thanks. It's adorable. Uh, before we dive in too deep, let's say hello to our own crew. We have Adina and Steve, along with myself, Brian Donahue. Chris, alas, is not with us at the moment, but he might knock on our front door and join us here uh, along the way, or he might not. He's a very busy Do you man. think? Right. Do you think he might be a stowaway coming no. our, our mission here? <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. This is we're gonna have a good time tonight. So uh hey guys, how's it going? Anything new? What's happening? There's just so many things to watch and rewatch and read and reread. And just so gracious. much is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say I will say this. 
normally Elaine will watch science fiction with me. She enjoys it. And I kept telling her, you know, oh, you know, Picard's coming out. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Now it's like, why hasn't it started yet? What's going on? <laughs> I want to watch close. it. When is it? It's February the 16th. That long? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I got to wait till then. for Yeah, because she saw the trailer and she's like, Ooh, oh, my gosh. I, I've watched like that trailer a thousand times. <laughs> this is old TNG stuff, Matt. Kids. It's, it's it's good. It's gonna so. feel like home. It's gonna feel like yeah. family. It's yeah. gonna be mm -hmm. fantastic, and hopefully a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um. Yep. So, I gotta tell you guys uh, that I am uh, something has shifted in my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. And here's what shifted: I was successfully able to put Prime Video on my cell phone, which means I have Paramount Plus, which means I can now. Watch Star Trek while I work out. Woohoo! While I walk on the treadmill. So I just started a rewatch for the first time in years of the original Star Trek. Oh, Starting wow. with Good the for you. premiere episode. I'm I'm on episode four coming up here. Uh I'm a few days behind, I'm sad to mm -hmm. say on the exercise part of that. Um but I've got my mountain bike in here with the little stand so I can ride it still here mm -hmm. to ride on the other side of my desk here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't, I got to tell you, I'm, it's like I'm watching it for the first time again. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It is, it is way better than even I remembered. Um, and I know there's episodes and I know there's seasons that are better than others, mm -hmm. just like any mm -hmm. show, but you know, there's so much to watch. Adina alluded mm -hmm. to it. There's so much Trek that keeps coming at mm -hmm. us too. Mm -hmm. Um, I highly suggest anybody. I'm also rewatching D space nine. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's been a while since I'll go back to D space nine often, but certain episodes I'm watching it from start mm -hmm. to finish to see how it feels again. And, um, I gotta, I just gotta say it's been fun and enjoyable and star Trek fans out there go back and rewatch the old stuff and yes. see what you think and take notes and have fun with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I would do the same thing. Um, Elaine gave me the Blu-ray collection of the TOS. Mm. And um, and so she, uh, I would watch that while I was exercising. And it was great to watch it, especially this with the enhanced Blu-ray and all that stuff, yeah, which right, is, right. I think, on, on Prime Video. So it's really nice to watch. It. And you realize just the effort that went into making that show and the and what they had to work with in 1966 right, right. and 67 68 so it is really really it, it it's it's just just the power of, oh. of what the series was yeah it was beautiful and the mm -hmm. colors in it are beautiful uh, mm -hmm. i just i forgot i just it's been so long and uh so now that i'm trying to get in shape and i need to do better i need to like be much more consistent than i have been but hey the bike's inside now i've got no excuses except mm -hmm. uh you know i, I so told everybody i'm putting star trek on my phone i'm gonna work out more so so instead, instead of a carrot a carrot at the end of a stick for you to keep trying to get to you're going to watch star trek good well that's what I, like I like to Oreo do or something though <laughs> i like to have a show which i'm only or show or movie i'm only allowed to watch when i'm on the treadmill yep. mm -hmm. in theory to motivate me to you know to, to, to right. yeah it's right, good yeah all right. All well, right. let's dive in uh, to this Stowaway. episode uh, called Stowaway. Uh, mm -hmm. I know I, my wife and I stumbled upon this film 
in one of our just, you know, flipping through Netflix, trying to find something new to watch. And she's, she likes it. She likes a couple of Anna Kendrick's films and stuff. And so she said, that's right. We like uh, Daniel Day Kim mm -hmm. too. Um, a lot. We loved him in Hawaii Five-0. I know mm -hmm. he was in Lost, I think, too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but we really like uh, him as an actor and the things mm -hmm. he's portrayed. So, like, let's give it a shot. And lo and behold, here we have this pretty intense situation arise in this film. Um, and uh, one of the things I think, uh, our first question, mm -hmm. let me just start here, okay? Mm -hmm. I was going to get way ahead of myself here, is... I want to ask you guys, what was your first impression of this film overall? Because we're going to, you know, the stuff we like, stuff we don't like, you know, whatever. But just general impression of this film before we get too deep. Um, let's well, let Steve. Oh, go ahead. Adina. Oh, sorry. Go I was going to jump in. I was going to let Steve go, go ahead. first. <laughs> well, it, it, um, it was a play out, or, or a, a scenario. It was a no-win scenario. It was a Kobayashi Maru. Oh, Wow. I hadn't uh -huh. gone that deep. You're very deep. Mm -hmm. No, I just have Star Trek and the Kobayashi Maru at the forefront of my brain at all times. <laughs> but that that's what it was. It was a no-win scenario. The the four of them were not getting out alive. They tried. Yeah. They tried their darndest, you know. Mm -hmm. But it just um they kept getting hit with with issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the same when you know, when I I watched this some time ago, and when I first learned about it, and I thought Okay, stowaway in a mission. That's kind of interesting. And let's and when I saw the preview, I said this, you know, looks very it seems like it's a well-made movie. And so I was intrigued to watch it the very first time. And I'm glad, Brian, that you picked this up as one of our films mm -hmm. for discussing because my dear sweet wife keeps saying, Why don't you talk about new movies? Well, <laughs> this is new. This is a year <laughs> or go. two old. So very good, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I I was intrigued to watch it, so thank you. Yeah, it is a well done film. Mm -hmm. I have to. I kind of mentioned mm -hmm. uh, the acting in the beginning in my opening there. I feel like the acting in this film was superb. It's one of the reasons that uh, I mean, I talk occasionally about willing suspension of disbelief. I think their acting really helps overcome whatever issues there might be in the film with what they mm -hmm. have to do mm -hmm. to try to save themselves. I just think it's so superb. It's great performances, all four of these mm -hmm. actors, um, and it really helps drive home the weightiness, the heaviness of the decisions they have mm -hmm. to make. Um, mm -hmm. And that you know, this film did a you know what this film did a really good job for me, guys. Mm. It did a great job of setting up these characters for us to care about them. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, instantly. And then yeah. and then <laughs> to be surprised by maybe some of their decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, to not want anything to happen to them. They, they're just a superb job yeah. with the writing to make us and the acting to make us like yeah. these characters. One of the things that really impressed me with the with the acting. So um, Tony Collette, her character oh, as God. commander. Yeah. I mean, a lot of her scenes were one sided. Mm -hmm. You know, she's on the phone mm -hmm. with ground. You don't hear ground. You just hear her. That's got to be like an amazing Oh, like that, that, you know, again, I'm, I'm not an actor. I, I have no skills in that area, but right, like, I'm right. trying to imagine like what that's like. You're, you're kind of monologuing, but you're, it's it meant to be a two-sided conversation, but you're really only having, there's only one side. And so I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe like, is there someone off screen kind of reading lines to kind of have her to play off of? Like, no, how does that no, work? 
there usually is someone off screen reading the dialogue. If there is actual heard. dialogue, but there's no other dialogue. No, 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 we don't know that. We don't know that. And right. they may have done that as give her some. But the fact that she was able to allow us to, in our own minds, hear that dialogue mm -hmm. without it being said yeah. because of the way that she acted, the what yeah, she was said. Great. We were filling in the blanks ourselves, so yes. there, there might, yeah. there might have been, and there, it could have yeah. been just to, there, to motivate her character and how and she was going to react. In a few of the scenes, you can actually audibly hear voices, and the film does give credit to two voice actors mm -hmm. um, for some of the stuff. Now, it's mm -hmm. most strongly heard at the opening mm -hmm. of the film as they're taking off, yeah, right. Um, but there yes. are, but it's more akin to. It's very muffled. It's almost like a Charlie Brown muffled, whoa, 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 mm -hmm. whoa, 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 you know, right. um, but it, it's, you know, just superb. It's worth, mm -hmm. it's a well-made film. It looks great. It's well acted. The music oh. is intense in it. I mean, everything flows well. I felt mm -hmm. like the pacing of this film was pretty, was done pretty well too, because there are a couple mm -hmm. parts that could have drug on a little too long. Felt like, uh, like I was interested the whole time um and wanted to see what would happen so all right so overall generally good mm -hmm. impressions of mm -hmm. the film yeah mm -hmm. oh absolutely but except mm -hmm. for one this is a weird thing so we watched it when it first came out last mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. but now when you mentioned it a couple weeks ago that we were going to watch you know that's what we're going to talk about I, I at first i didn't remember it you mm -hmm. said the name of the movie you said anna kendrick but i my brain did not remember that I had seen the movie. Mm -hmm. So while I, so I rewatched it, but while I liked it originally, how I don't understand how it was forget. I mean, like, is my brain just that like overloaded? Mm -hmm. Because well, I'm, I'm was, surprised it was that forgettable. Right. Well, part of it was I think this was a Netflix film. I don't mm -hmm. believe it this came yeah. out in theaters. Yep. Correct. Um, and I think it's just it's not an action-packed film. It's but neither based... was gravity. I mean, like, if you think about gravity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is the difference is the difference that gravity was in theaters, so we were all I talking think, about it collectively. I think probably, I yeah, think I probably think a big, point. and I think we're talking also a difference in star power. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, um, uh, I know Tony Collette. I mean, she's she's yeah. a renowned and Daniel Day Kim is a pretty like yeah. you know, and Anna, and Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, they're, is, oh yeah, no, the, they're the fantastic. Was, They've done amazing things, but they're well but, known too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one was the unknown was the fellow who the, played Michael. He was mm -hmm. a new actor I'd never yeah. seen before. Did a great job. Oh my gosh, he, he I you know the job. scene watching it again. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Go ahead, go go. Yeah, folks, if you haven't watched this movie yet. You might want to stop. <laughs> Should have stopped five minutes ago. <laughs> We're going to actually just. But we spoiled everything. Already. We're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. even think about that in my opening. Yeah, I just, I'd had zero. Whoa, we'll folks. say that for films forty years old, but I forgot to do it for the newer <laughs> film. <laughs> Ridiculous. My apologies, so, folks, but okay. it's still worth watching. Please mm -hmm. go. Absolutely. Um, but there yeah. are spoilers ahead. We're gonna talk about it. So sure. just so you know. Um, mm -hmm. please come back. If you turn this off and go watch it, please come back. That's all we ask though. And then we want so, you to know what you think. Right. As well. So Here's speaking it. of, um, I think I said his name was Shamir Anderson. Mm -hmm. if, I hope I'm saying that first name, right? He looks so, familiar. Yeah. This was not his first movie. Cause he did. Look I don't familiar. think so either, but yeah. there was one particular scene where I'm like, my goodness, that is good acting. When Daniel Day Kim's character comes in and he decides to take matters into his own hands, right? And offer him the vial. Mm -hmm. 
so that he could mm-hmm. just fall asleep. And he tells him what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, how Anderson played that was, I mean, there was a childlike essence and desperation. And uh, even with the, when he first wakes up and he realizes he's in out, freaking outer space, but he's got this sister mm-hmm. he has to take care of and he's got to get back. There's this childlike desperation that was just pure and just amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's some mm-hmm. for me, those were some of the best moments of the film for him mm-hmm. at least um, to see. Right. Like, how would you feel? How would you feel? Oh no! If, no. if you if you realize that you're the you know you're the fourth cog on the wheel, and no one's and what what your existence there is putting everybody else at risk. And you know that if you decide to be the one that's going to pull the short straw and have to go, what are you going to affect your the rest of everyone else that you could have involved yourself if you hadn't made this one mistake? So, yeah, that's right. very well done. But one of the things that I think was genius about how they played it is they to make it more as an interesting film is they, they did put that little seed of doubt in their mind, at least for a few minutes of the was this intentional? Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I mean, because there that you can imagine that there are, you know, like being selected for any astronaut program, even mm-hmm. if it's a commercial astronaut program like this was, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be highly selective. Mm-hmm. Um, so only a handful of people are ever going to get to do it, you know, in, in the current in modern times. And mm-hmm. so is there like at some point, does someone actually try to stow away because they they well, feel they have no other alternative? I mean, people have done crazier things in oh, the yeah. universe, you no, know, no, when they're we, desperate. We, if you think of it, you 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 have heard the story of the person who hides in the wheel well of an aircraft mm-hmm. or climbs into the storage bay of an aircraft because they're maybe they're escaping some mm-hmm. reason. They want to get away. They want they have to get away from the country they're in. And it has happened. So however but this is not not as an escape i mean no, like no no you no know, no this is no. not an escape thing but this is right. kind of like a to make a name for himself okay. to to he he's so desperate possibly an individual so desperately wants to get to space that they just do this but see yeah. that's and that's one of the shortcomings of the film and and i i feel very much is that the fact that he went what are you doing well i prime the second stage okay how did you end up if you're priming the second stage how did you end up on the mars spacecraft because he isn't he doesn't come up with them in the um shuttle does he yeah yeah yes when they find him inside this she finds him inside the bait inside the station where the cedra unit is remember she she looks down she sees the blood on the ground she looks up it says sdra environmental control well that is inside Mm. the station yeah, but I still think it's part of the it's it's still clearly part of the part that came up because again, part of it was the station that was there and part of it was what came up and attached to what was ah, there. But that that went all the way out on the tether, all the way out, the the kingfisher. No, that but that's just the rocket part. Right. But they Not don't the cabin. Show, but there's no the, cabin with the kingfisher. Okay, so there's the kingfisher, right, which is uh, but the point <laughs> I'm making is that. Oh, there's definitely inconsistencies and yeah, holes in yeah. the film, for sure. So, yeah, no, but I don't think that I was one. I would have been happier. I would have been a, a whole lot happier if he said, I stowed away, if they find that he stowed away in the spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
in in a compartment that allowed him to survive because one of the more beautiful sequences at the beginning of the film is the actual launch sequence and when they go to the the um burn to get their get themselves in trajectory to go to the station the violent action that happens mm -hmm. while they're in their suits in their seats if this poor gentleman was in a in a box in a room mm -hmm where there was electronic equipment, something as important as the Cedra, mm -hmm. he would have been torn to shreds. He would not have survived the violent action. Well, he was in a really tight, he was in a really tight spot. Yeah, but I, you just, <laughs> just think about your body being subjected mm -hmm. to all that in the room. That, yeah, no, I, I do think of, I, yeah. I do think about it. Yeah. But and that's that, the thing that, is that's why he had to be in a, That's one of the reasons why he had to be in a tight spot. Right. So he wouldn't kind of like go and be shaken everywhere. Okay. And, yeah. and they state that he says, I was priming the second stage. Mm -hmm. Well, when you hear that, when I hear that, I'm thinking the second stage of the rocket that's taking the shuttle to the space station or to the, mars station which has been used 11 times in the past because they mm -hmm. have all the mission patches up all those things are really well, no well yeah well i was gonna say uh, okay see now i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go re-watch re part of that scene because... i had to, well i watched this yeah. again and again okay. just to make sure i was i was okay. catching the nuances about because mm -hmm. he just says i was just doing that and that's the end of the conversation mm -hmm. they don't go into it because you would think that if uh, someone stowed away on a mission Mm -hmm. NASA would have gone ape, and I'm not going to say the nasty word. <laughs> no, there's no NASA here. This is this is so. This is one of the things that I think was brilliant about this movie is it's deliberately a commercial. It's not NASA. It's a commercial company because to me, this is what allows a lot of the movie to work because okay. NASA, like so, you know, the rules, like all the requirements and stuff that we have to follow when we're doing mm -hmm. NASA missions. NASA is one thousand gazillion percent concerned with crew safety like above everything else mm -hmm. so everything is way 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 over almost overdone mm -hmm. to ensure mm -hmm. that we we can't harm you know like that no harm's going to come and what they do is several times they mention in the movie throughout that this private company had basically cut corners they yes. cut corners in a way that NASA would never like, we we cannot mm -hmm. fathom NASA doing. Right. So no, this is not this is not, and and that's actually that is to me the only reason this movie works mm -hmm. is the fact that it's not NASA. Okay, gotcha. I, gotcha. I, I I I I believe and I agree with you on that. I just would have been happier if there was a little more of a backstory for him that he snuck on because he always wanted to go. You know, I was a technician. I always wanted to mm -hmm. be going to space. This was my way of doing it. I never thought I figured, well, OK, well, they'll just have to cut back on rations because mm -hmm. I want to go, you know, little. little no, I, see, I, they can't do that. Like, they couldn't do that. And I like that they gave us a seed of doubt for just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they could have done that because the reason is, is we have to not want him to sacrifice himself. We have to all right. as an audience. If he did sneak on, then it would be a little bit easier for some some portion of the audience to think, OK, well, yeah, maybe this guy mm -hmm. should you know do it. But we can't. They don't want us to think that. Yeah. So, no, he had it really had to have been mm -hmm. an accident, even <laughs> as, as challenging an accident as it was. But I like that they okay. gave us that seed of doubt. Out, just to oh, make it, it mix so it up a little bit. dramatic. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah, is he? Because yeah. you could see him mm -hmm. being, you know, very strange, very weird, even dark. Um, and so even the captain, Tony Collette's character, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, who is this guy? Who do I have here on my ship? Mm-hmm. Right. You I know? mean, yeah. wouldn't you start What's... to wonder, like, is this guy is well, he yeah, here to course. sabotage the mission? Is he of a course. spy? Is he a criminal? Is he, you know, what, there's. But he can't be. He, he has to truly be an innocent in mm-hmm. order for us to care about him and think that he deserves to live. Because, you know, they need us to think that he deserves to yeah. live just as yeah. much yeah. as Anna Kendrick's character does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, man, I can't get a word in edgewise. We are one last person, and I feel like for the first time in the history of this podcast, I'm feeling like I'm going, hey, uh, hey, uh, sorry, I can't get in. No, it's okay. It's awesome. It's awesome. This is really good. So, because I want to know what you guys think. I know what I think. What do you guys think? Uh, Number two, uh, (laughs) what do you feel about the premise of this film? We've kind of got into this. I I thought we were discussing that already. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> so so let me let me maybe yeah. re-ask it a little bit okay yeah. because I, I for one i find this film very refreshing mm-hmm. that that it's not just about action and the ship breaking apart mm-hmm. that there's this really deep dilemma that they have to go through and solve because you know most most um you know, traveling in outer space movie with NASA, whatever, mm-hmm. when they're out there in a rocket ship and they're on a space mm-hmm. station, there's all sorts of technical things that happen, wormholes and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff outside um, the ship or things inside, which they definitely, we, you know, they, they talk about the air situation in the, in the fuel being the main two big things. Um, but I love that this film I mean, I just felt like they did a really good job treating this moral dilemma with seriousness and compassion. And I loved that um, Anna Kendrick's character really kind of confronts Daniel Day Kim. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't how, just how let dare it go you go just... into my, uh, my supplies, my drugs and give him this thing. How dare. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. was, but was but at the same time, though, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I sympathize with 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 the uh, um botanists right like like yeah, yeah daniel day like or, or like his whole he has no job now on mars he has nothing he can do to start anything that mm-hmm. he was gonna his whole life's well, science and career is now in shambles because this extra person s- somehow got aboard and so in, in this weird sense, even though we're like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. At the uh-huh. same time, though, I can go, I get where he's coming from, though. So you know? yes and no. I mean, because the thing, the problem, the problem at this point is, is if they don't survive, then the, sorry, the Mars stuff is to- like is toast. They have to survive. And right. honestly, if he can make magic happen so they do survive he's set like in terms right. of his career and everything like that, because then he's mm-hmm. been, you know, made magic happen. And yeah. now the fact that the algae all died and magic didn't happen. Well, again, they're back to crap. They just got to survive, you know, and right. who cares about anything else survive and get back to and earth. I love <laughs> that. It comes back around to his character when Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. is saying he can't climb the, he's incapable physically of climbing mm-hmm. the, the, wires you know Mm -hmm. the tether right right yeah um and she's trying to ask daniel day kim's character this and Mm -hmm. i think his name is david right yeah and he goes i'll do it you know he doesn't hesitate he's like i'll do it yes you know because it's a Mm -hmm. matter of survival now right right. they have Mm -hmm. to get up to -hmm. get those extra tanks of air for Mm -hmm. them to survive and even though 
the you know the ground control said absolutely don't do that there's too big a risk for everything to go wrong they say now it's our only option you know can can i just one thing about the premise of the film and this is where a little knowledge is a terrible thing (laughs) i would ask anybody who watches this movie if they know what a cedra machine is c-d-r-a I never knew anything about it until I read Scott Kelly's book, Endurance, and he talked oh. about the Cedra machine that provides the breathable air on the International Space Station. It removes the carbon dioxide. That's not, yes, the, same, not the same thing as no, providing no, no. breathable air. No, it, it yeah. removes it using mm-hmm. a, a chemical called a zeotite, I think, or mm-hmm. zirconium that collects and removes the the co2 from the air and sends it out into space so they can Mm -hmm. discredit it and scott talked in his book how much it was a pain in the ass for Mm -hmm. him it always (laughs) would break down Mm -hmm. it always would give him trouble or it wouldn't be scrubbing Mm -hmm. the oxygen correctly um and how even small incremental changes in the co2 content co2 content in the air in the iss would cause him to have horrible headaches Mm -hmm. Mm. and eye problems and things like that. And there were two, there's two on the ISS. They don't. And there's newer, there's newer ones too, because so the the development of this technology has been ongoing and, and my colleagues, this is, this is some of the stuff that we actively work on um, that we're after, you know, actively working on because this is obviously a very important thing, but there's, there's a different, and this is the thing that, that um, I struggled with, with the movie Mm -hmm. was because, okay, because there's, there's CO2 removal, but then there's oxygen generation and those are different things right um now the whole suite of stuff is known as the environmental controls and life support systems and some ways some of these systems are regenerative and interact with each other and it's a whole thing but what what i somehow missed in the movie so Mm -hmm. okay this cedra is completely damaged but they didn't entirely explain to me well, what about the oxygen generation systems? Because those those are not mm. the same thing. Right. Cedra literally removes carbon dioxide. That does mm-hmm. so. So what did they say that the oxygen stuff was damaged too? That, that was no, that was no, where it lost me. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It just it, it's yeah. Just that, that that was one, one of the holes in the movie to me. And then they also talk about how they they had some CO two scrubbers. Well, that that is the Cedra, basically. That is the Cedra. no. But they talked about these cartridges. That's well. That's what it. That's what it is. It's the same thing. That's, but it, but that's see. For I, the I, that's what I say. There's person, some holes in the movie because I feel that like I feel like, like I should go ding 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 ding. <laughs> go. No, no, but this, <laughs> this is this is why it's an important. If I didn't know mm-hmm. about this, if mm-hmm. I hadn't read Scott Pelly's, Kelly's book, yeah. I would have just accepted what they gave to me in the movie yeah. and not yeah. had even well, questioned it. And most right. of the people who watch it, yeah, are going to be like that, except. Adina. Well, but for the purpose of the movie, in some ways, it's it's fine. You know, like, again, it's that whole concept of like, is it a good movie? Right. Okay. yes, they messed up a few details, Uh whatever. But they did mess up. You know, they did mess up a few details, um, including including that one. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, it did that. Okay. The fact that they messed up the details didn't ruin the movie for me. Right. You no, know? right. no, it but, just it just if if you if you know about it. Mm hmm. It, it leaves a little doubt in your mind as to the correctness of the film. Yeah. 
Right. But if you ignore that or you don't know about that, then it's a wonderful movie. And mm-hmm. and 90 percent of the people who are going to watch this film don't have the technical background right. that you no. have, Adina, mm-hmm. or the fact that I happen to read Scott Kelly's book and knew about mm-hmm. this machine. Which is a great book. I've read that works. one, too. It's all, oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. It really is. You know, and the, the great thing about Scott Kelly, what I love about him. Mm-hmm. He was a terrible student in mm-hmm. school. He mm-hmm. was like a C student in high school and couldn't wait for the day to come to an end. Mm-hmm. And I went, man, that's me. I was like that too in high school. But mm-hmm. then he read the book, The Right Stuff, and that changed his life. And mm-hmm. he became, he wanted to join the the Navy, become a flyer, and he wanted to become an astronaut. So, you know, I like, I. he's a very interesting person. Yeah, I really have yeah. a lot of, respect for the gentleman so anyway be that as it may that those little things you know and silly things like okay she's carrying the oxygen container back to the their main part of the spacecraft and she drops it (laughs) heather folks don't forget your tethers you need these things when you're carrying (laughs) you know but that had to, they had to do that so that uh oh we've added another layer now we're mm-hmm. still down to not having even enough air for three people we're down to two people but then when she on her own goes back and refills the other container it happens like without any difficulty whatsoever and i took away kind of the suspense of a single person doing it as opposed to a team of two getting right. the oxygen right. tank well, I think, too, I think there's only one reason they did that that way, where her trip up was much quicker. Than it's just pacing and timing. Yeah, is all. I, so know, it would have I been, know. You know, it would have been drug on and on to see them go slowly up that right. tether again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, no, I, I but, agree. I agree. It's a, But uh, there's, there's in the context of the premise... There's these four fantastic characters mm-hmm. that have their own layers and difficulties and things they have to work through. Mm-hmm. And I think the film did a fantastic job of highlighting each of them. Yeah, Each of yep. them has a major problem besides mm-hmm. even just the oxygen thing and the field thing to work. And they each have major things they have to face in this film. Which mm-hmm. of these characters was either your favorite or which one maybe would you identify with the most? I'm just interested in that because oh. I go ahead, Adina, if you'd like. Oh, gosh, go I don't. First. That's a hard that's a hard question. I mean, I, I really I think just because I, I like Anna Kendrick so much mm-hmm. and, and I think she just does a great job of like playing the role of the doctor where she's just so calm and mm-hmm. collected. And, you know, like when she had a you know, when Michael first appeared. And she had to, you know, deal with this guy freaking out and take mm-hmm. care of him and stitch him up and everything. Yeah. Just, you know, I, her demeanor in that role is just like so perfect. And it is different than other, like I'm used to seeing her in like the Pitch Perfect movies. I've watched those movies like a thousand times mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. she's like this college student thing, you know. So this is such a a different, you know, this yeah, is a very yeah. grown up, mature, mm-hmm. um, and, and I just loved it. Um, but as in terms of I- identifying, I probably identify a little bit more with um Tony Collette's character just because mm-hmm. I'm typically a team lead, you know, at work in with an engineering team. So I, I probably identify with her role a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, stronger mm-hmm. if I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I, that I, about Anna Kendrick. Sorry, Steve. I just, no, no, go ahead. I, I agree. She, she is in mostly um, humor 
based films mm-hmm. um and she's great in that genre she's, mm-hmm. that's why she does mm-hmm. she's really terrific she's got fantastic comedic timing mm-hmm. um and i loved what i think endeared her to me in this film and her character is she's this really smart doctor smart enough to get to outer space right mm-hmm. um but she's such <clears throat> a real human being she's down to mm-hmm. earth you know she's She's someone you'd love to hang out with, someone you'd like mm-hmm. to be best friends with, you know. Like, the moral center of like, the film. Yeah, like like just mm-hmm. you know, that's that's something she brings to that um role in her normal personality. Like I think that's what you see right. in her in other films, is she's one of those actors that just has something in her that is in every film she's in. Mm-hmm. Um and she keeps doing films because we love it, because we like oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know? I, I agree with you, Adina. I, I like Tony Collette's character the best because she was, I don't know, I, I hate to say this term, but very true to her character. She was the mission commander and she acted the part. And when she's injured, she has to deal. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. all very, very real. And her individual emotion, as you said, when she is doing the one-sided conversations with the mission control it comes off very real. But then Daniel Day Kim is so good because he's like, he's the guy who gets into the space program but isn't really an astronaut. He's a botanist. Mm -hmm. And so the scene where he's, he throws up after launch (laughs) is great because, yeah, you know, someone who's not really geared for this, it's going to get upset like they that. all at some point gets you know get sick mm-hmm. like that that's actually that's pretty like pretty common no matter how much training they can all get sick at some point but but again anna kendrick's character also like that was the whole idea is like they're scientists going mm-hmm. they're not they're not career astronauts like tony collette's character isn't meant to be a career right. astronaut um they're not but the fact mm-hmm. that any of them can get sick at any time and they yeah yes. it's just it's very real it's just the, yeah their their reactions to things seems so honest mm-hmm. as that yeah. that's what they would do and that's what actually I, would happen to them I, and there's such great little tidbits thrown in at the beginning to make mm-hmm. us kind of care for these actors these characters mm-hmm. like drinking from yale mugs mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah, i know um very just, well done know, just mm-hmm. little things like that you know um dan Day kim's character when he's with uh shamir anderson's character the stowaway when he's helping him enter his data of what he's measuring in his um, lab, they're mm-hmm. listening to that very, um, very kind of melodic, cacophonic type uh, jazz music, right? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the guys, the guys like starts giggling, like what. What, what the hell are we listening to? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> what is uh, this cacophony of music? Right. I just cacoph I love that word cacophony. I just <laughs> think that's so fun to say. And uh so that's just little character development. But like even the- then though, we're still unsure about the stowaway. At that point in time, we're still they're having this neat kind of humorous moment mm-hmm. where we're learning about Daniel Day Kim's character. Mm-hmm. But we're still unsure about the stowaway at this point in time. Like, you well, know, this is I, funny. I think They're what they did there, but... what I think they did there was to give the stowaway some basis for his viability on the mission mm-hmm. because they're still going to Mars. They can't, mm-hmm. they can't turn around and go back. Cause you always say, we don't have enough fuel to go back. Okay. That's fine. So they have to continue on the mission. Well, 
what are they going to do with this guy? Right. They got to do something. I mean, even the great John Glenn, when he went up in the space shuttle at the age of 77, still was given certain tasks to Mm -hmm. do on the mission rather than just being someone who's just going along for the ride. Yeah, they have to. So they found something for him to do to be a productive part of the crew because He's part of the crew until, mm-hmm. of course, they realize we don't have enough air. We mm-hmm. don't, we, you know, we're going to have these issues coming up, um, which brings me to what I sometimes think that this movie could have been renamed as Stowaway, a series of unfortunate accidents. <laughs> it could have been written by Lemony Snicket. Right. Because well, that's it, gra- it, gravity was the real series of unfortunate yeah. accidents. The gravity was like the one bad thing after another, after another. Lemony like Snicket one, is another fun word to say. It's, yes, that's, that's true. right. The so chaotic that Lemony Snicket. Whatever, it, it just seems to be every time they tried to solve a problem, they yeah. had they had another problem happen. Oh, yeah. we can okay. We're going to grow the algae. That's going to is going to scrub the oxygen, so we'll be okay. Nope, it all dies. Okay, so we're going right. to go out to the kingfisher and refill our oxygen tanks. Oops, we dropped the oxygen <laughs> tanks. Okay, now we're really screwed. What are we going to do? And that brings us to the end of the film, which right. is right a bit well. Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. That's fun to say too, actually. Oh, how do, I'm gonna bring all th- every fun word at the end of the episode together you watch, okay? So we've got Kobayashi Maru, chaotic and lemony snicket, okay? Um so uh I I too love Tony Collette's character. I liked them all, okay? Mm-hmm. I think they're all interesting, but what I loved about what they did with the captain was she had these moments where she's talking back at base mm-hmm. and she is doing things that the crew doesn't ever see or hear her say or do. She is fighting for trying to keep this man alive. Um, you know, when the dilemmas come up, she's talking back to them. She's saying things that we almost, I don't know if we ever hear her say to the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. how she is trying to do everything she can to make sure mm-hmm. they're figuring things out on their end so that they have every opportunity to survive. And yet she's ultimately got has to instruct the crew and tell them what the decisions are, even if they're super hard. I think it was an excellent insight to what leadership is sometimes really like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes leaders uh, in any situation, corporate business, any 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 genre of work that there is to exist where there is a leader, a boss, whatever. Um, oftentimes the people below you do not really get to see how hard you work for them and for mm-hmm. their sake yep. and for the team to be cohesive and to have all the tools it needs and for the team to be successful. Um, and so I loved that they kind of showed us, some of those conversations which she played beautifully um, where she is fighting for everything and working hard to give her crew the best opportunity to survive. Um, But then she has to turn around and make some hard decisions without them knowing she had these passionate conversations with the ground Mm -hmm. team, you know, Mm -hmm. which is why which is the same thing why she's put in this position saying you've got 20 days 
Yeah. We only have 10 days to make the decision, you know, because otherwise she has to consider the mission has to complete. We have to go to Mars. We have mm -hmm. to get there. And what are we going to do? Are we going to, you know, have you, e I don't, either one of you have ever seen the movie Marooned came out in 1969 about a, no, a so. mission to a space station, you know, a, a Skylab type of a space station. And they use an Apollo capsule and they leave the station and they're on their way to come back to Earth and they can't get the retro, the rocket motor in the Apollo main hmm. uh, service module to fire. And they're stuck in the orbit with a depleting oxygen supply. It is a wonderful film. And I thoroughly recommend if you want to see a great movie about how three astronauts have to decide what they're going to do to survive. And one of the lines in the film, I'll never forget it, is I believe uh, Richard Krennis says, okay, so the two big guys are going to throw the little guy out of the spacecraft so they have enough <laughs> oh, oxygen no. for the other two to survive. And literally, Tony Collette was coming to that conclusion of saying, we're going to have, do we stuff them in an airlock and throw them out the spacecraft so we can survive? <laughs> the rest, the other three of us can survive. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to do that. No. Nobody wants to. To say, that, you know, say, okay, there's only this much room in the lifeboat. Out you go, you know. That that scene where she is talking to the ground team, whatever, uh, control, and she's like, "I need my people to perform their jobs, and if they're riddled with guilt, they're not going to be able to do mm -hmm. that. Like, mm -hmm. we have to figure this out. Let's mm -hmm. give every opportunity here to figure this out." And there's the beauty of the movie: the moral dilemma. Mm -hmm. of what that's do you what do the whole movie's about yeah and that's what it is is you get down you push away the science you whatever this you know this seems right that seems right whatever but still the moral dilemma of what do you do with the person that's not supposed to be there and and they were left with that so they again the limited <laughs> series of unfortunate <laughs> accidents and situations forces them still to make the decision that yeah. one person has to go intense mm -hmm. and I, I felt here's here's one of the unique things about this film i think because this moral dilemma is not brand new mm -hmm. there's rarely if any time anything new under the sun right i mean it, it's 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 a lot of rehashing and mm -hmm. just repackaging um but what i think is unique about this film is i felt like i was one of the crew mm -hmm. watching this i felt like it, it was i don't know if it was the way it was shot if it was the acting mm -hmm. the writing i don't know i felt like i could have been in that ship with them having the discussions with them being a part of these conversations and so i just i felt totally sucked into the mm -hmm. to the drama here and um, that's the great thing about a good movie or a good tv show is that if you care so much about the characters that they become invested in you or you become invested in them Yes. it's done its job it really has and that's yeah. what it did this movie does that's i mean that's how i feel mm -hmm. uh you know i was invested in captain kirk and when he fell off that bridge <laughs> i just or was killed with the i just mm -hmm. bawled my eyes out so uh but i digress so um we've already talked about a lot of the science mm -hmm. um we've talked about just to rehash briefly we've talked about how the science that might be off either completely or a little bit, it really does not harm this film. 
um, for most viewers. I mean, it mm-hmm. really is still a good film and that suspension of disbelief is uh, powerful. There's a lot of room there for maneuverability. Do you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And again, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why gravity, too, I, I think gravity works too. Yeah, it's a though, really good story, even though some of the science and technology is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas you look at a film like The Martian, which we've discussed mm-hmm. previously. Mm-hmm. In that film, he has to survive, but he has the assistance of all of NASA to work with him so that he's able mm-hmm. to accomplish the goals that need to be done. No, he does because remember, he's not in contact with them for a long time. No, the big difference between the Martian is there's no moral dilemma. He's just it's just survival for him. Right. He's right. not making decisions for anyone else. That, that that's a key difference. Well, that's how it starts. Yeah. It starts with him just using his own wits about him to survive. Yeah. But in the end result, it is a team. He does get some gets, help eventually. Right. But yes. the, the core of the film is just about him surviving. It's it's mm-hmm. the thing is that there's no moral dilemma. Like this movie, Stowaway is a complete 100% moral dilemma film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where, where the, the Martian whole, is just a complete survival film. The whole premise of Stowaway, the outer space stuff, the spaceship, the rocket, mm-hmm. the station, all that stuff, seeing Earth, you know, the fantastic, I thought I loved that. Yeah, huh? yeah the Beautiful spin, scene, the you know? spin, oh, yeah. gravity, yeah. it was a good, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good ship. To, like that's, well, everything whole, about that is all very like yeah. realistic. There, There's mm-hmm. a lot of well, good stuff there. And, and here's where I want to bring science fiction back into this. Okay. Which it is. Because um, it's a vehicle to tell the story of the moral dilemma. Mm-hmm. And to engross us in these characters, in their lives, and what makes them tick and makes them, mm-hmm. you know, um, the whole vehicle of this film is to, it's not to just show us outer space and rocket ships and, you know, mm-hmm. and to have this, it's the story. It's to make us think, it's to, you know, draw us in that way and perhaps challenge us in some way. And we've talked about it in the past. The best science fiction does this wonderfully well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really honestly why one of the reasons why Star Trek is still going on and mm-hmm. still happening. It's not, you know, the ships are, I love the Enterprise. Don't get me wrong. I love all the mm-hmm. outer space stuff. You know, if Chris was here, he'd talk about the uniforms and Star Trek <laughs> Beyond. And, right. You know, yes. um, but I love all that stuff, but what I really love are the characters and the stories and what mm-hmm. they talk about and how they challenge me and how they make me think. As a teenager, I was thinking through the stories of the original Star Trek and the next generation and then Deep Space Nine and Voyager and so on. So it makes you think. It's not mm-hmm. just about entertainment. It's not just about lasers and ships flying around like you know something else out there in sci-fi but and don't get me wrong i love that too though i love it too mm-hmm. do not get me wrong i love me some star wars i just watched <laughs> bad batch with my son the other night i love star Isn't wars everybody that a good show i love bad batch but oh we're not talking God. about that yeah well, that's another so thing, oh my let's, goodness that's so let's good. uh so let's let's wrap this up to a degree here okay what i love asking this question and i hope you guys don't get sick of me asking such a simple uh-huh. question <laughs> but I love rating films and this I want to do out of five stars in the past. I've done four, 
Mm-hmm. And I've gotten the sense that that's a little too limiting at times. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. four stars can be limiting. So uh, what rating would you give this film out of five stars? And let's let's have uh, Steve go first. I almost said Chris. He's okay. not here. Where's Chris? Chris? He, he didn't make it. He just didn't <laughs> make it, kids. Oh, my God. Anyway, I, I give this a four out of five. Okay. I really do. I, I because I enjoyed it. I really did. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So much mm. was done so well and well thought out, and the acting and the writing is just so very well. I'm not. I will be honest. I did not like the ending. Mm. I did okay. not like the fact that that the character Eric and Anna Kendrick's character has to knowingly rather than waiting for whatever this solar storm to go by rather than but she goes out she sacrifices herself and you watch her i mean it's a very sad scene where she's sitting oh, yeah, yeah. in her spacesuit outside the craft and she's dying from the radiation poisoning again i'm adina you can verify this or not would the suits would that her suit protect her? Oh no, no, no. So, so okay, so no, no, no. That that's one of the hugest, yeah. biggest challenges we have to mm-hmm. the spaceflight program and to go into moons and, and onto Mars today is radiation. How are we protecting everyone from radiation? So that concept where there is one part of it, one module that is designed as with extra protection, that's that's a a real concept. Suits mm-hmm. today don't won't because because here's the thing is the only way we can really protect is lead and we're not making lead suits. Um, no. So, so that's the thing. So yeah, no, the suits are not protecting and this is, this is an ongoing problem. So yeah, that part is absolutely correct. The only thing I don't know, and this is because I'm, I'm not a biologist is like that whole mm-hmm. concept of where it's basically like ripping apart her skin in real time and yeah, stuff like that, yeah, that yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. I really don't know if that's true, but yeah, no, the suits, suits are not going to offer. Okay. So that that, yeah. that that that's so that's yeah. your point. But again, yes, the whole thing of where she literally she's deteriorating. She's she's looking yeah. sadly. She's looking like Spock at the end of Wrath a little Khan, bit. Where, right, yeah. where you know the 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 radiation coming from yeah. out of the in the warp drive is hitting Spock and just you know melting his skin. Yeah. You know, and I mean certainly in light there is there is a quantity of radiation that can do that to people, but I just don't know what that I don't know what that is. Um, the radiation that environment out in space can certainly be entirely harmful. In fact, the the Leo environment, you know, where the International Space Station is, is is pretty pretty harmful. Um, but and that's actually one of the interesting things about the recent Artemis mission that went around mm-hmm. the moon. They had several radiation dosimeters and and experiments to kind of map and monitor how much radiation is really in that environment. Will people really see that? That's a big unknown question. You know, those are right. big unknown questions. Can, how we're going to do that? Can I ask you a question? A follow up to that, Adina is. Yeah. Um, I read or heard somewhere recently, uh, kind of a, along the lines of what you're saying, is that one of the concerns about going to Mars is the radiation mm-hmm. factor, yep. and that there's concern that there might be some pretty heavy sacrifice mm-hmm. of maybe the first humans that go on this trip. We don't know what the radiation will do to them. Um, and so it could be, you know, really in essence, it, it'll be if they go and they come back, th- we're probably not going to ask them or let them go again, depending on what we yeah. find with the radiation. So, 
and this is one of the things the way you know so a part of it depends on who's running the show right okay nasa Mm -hmm. very 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 much is concerned with protecting the lives of the people who go and bringing them back Mm -hmm. safely and and stuff like that so this is one of the reasons like for what we're doing to get back to moon the moon and and the whole part of the whole reason for going back to the moon now it is meant to be a pathway to mars and, and everything that we're learning it's meant to be an analog and so one of the things that we do, and we've always done this, is we do other missions first. We study things first. So again, you know, on Artemis, there was all these radiation experiments. Too. They really want to understand what the radiation environment is going to be before they send mm-hmm. the people there. We're gonna, we'll wind up doing the same stuff for Mars before we get there too. Now, yeah. so I, I don't believe that at least NASA is going to basically be like, guys, we're going to ask you to sacrifice yourself. Now, they might say like, look, people are limited to one trip just because of the total dose Mm -hmm. and so they might just the different astronaut class they might just say no you just you're just getting one trip Mm -hmm. but that's different than like actually asking people to like you know sacrifice themselves and i yeah i don't Mm -hmm. believe that's going to be a a thing and then Mm -hmm. secondly about the film was you left us hanging did they make it to mars did they survive did they get back Mm -hmm. to earth it's the movie just kind of it, it falls off a cliff at that point once she dies. Yeah. I think and and I I yeah. I think that's just like that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. That was just it left me yeah, sure. wondering more. Wondering yeah, and more. I, I think I think though probably um like like I was saying I was like, Oh, that is beautiful. The sacrifice like she lived out her moral convictions that she was mm-hmm. not gonna let this poor guy die just of an accident because he got stuck or whatever, you know, um, and that she really lived that out, not just because she had to do it, mm-hmm. but that that's the decision she would have made all along for the sake and her sitting there on outside of the ship. And the last thing she sees is the red dot of Mars. Yeah, I know. It's like, know? to me, right. Like, <laughs> like to me, I think in that moment, if I had, you know, if, if I was writing a novel about this, mm-hmm. It would say things like, uh, I'm okay with this. Like, like mm-hmm. I can see it. I've gotten a closer look than I ever could from Earth of Mars here. Look, I saved a life. What better thing could I have done with my own life than to mm-hmm. lay it down for the sake of a friend, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's no greater love than a man sacrifice himself for his friend, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was beautiful and poetic. And for me, I'm weird though. Mm-hmm. I, cause, cause I love a film that ends like this. My wife sat there, Steve, and was like, well, what happens? That's stupid. Okay. She was, I, what? <laughs> oh man, this is one of those <laughs> hanging and, you know, says it's art, you know? <laughs> so for me, I was like, I'm totally content with that. And for me, my filling in the gap is they make it to Mars they do their thing and they come back and you know i wonder if i wonder you know i just don't know films like this if there needs to be a sequel yeah i don't think i don't don't know no 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 it's no they're they're they were done with it with this because they don't want to go on to that makes an entirely different film and different story and whatever you you had to have it stop at some point and and that's where you just end it you end at this point you'll let just leave it alone don't worry about it it's okay you don't need to know what happens any further because we've made we've we've suffered we've we've solved the main dilemma 
that three will survive because they have enough air now for three to get the mission and to make it to Mars and so on. So we're left with that. Oh, okay, it's done. Yeah. What about you, Dan? That's why, and again, yeah. that's why this movie is a four out of five mm-hmm. because it is it's so well good. Yeah. And the, I leave that, that missing amount, that 20% for those things are, are like that. You know, that, okay, they left it, it, it just drops off or all the strange events that constantly go against them and so on and so forth. But the ends, you know, the, the, the means justify the ends, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to, I partly agree with Steve. And I partly don't. I, I agree on the four out of five. And I agree partly because it's like, you know, five, I reserve five for like, it's got to be like my favoritist amazing movie that I can watch over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. But I disagree with kind of the, with, I'm not unhappy with the ending. Now, mm-hmm. certainly, like I, I generally prefer a happier ending. I want everyone to go on and live, you know, mm-hmm. happily ever after. <laughs> and this obviously wasn't entirely that. But I'm not. I was not upset as a as a movie. You know, it, it was fine for me. And the fact that she is dying at the end to me just tells me this was really her story. She was the main character because mm-hmm. it ends mm-hmm. with her. You know, mm-hmm. And that's fine. And and so the thing is, and so she needs to die believing that the sacrifice she made, everything's going to be fine after that. And so, and, and again, if there wasn't a, you know, like if this was a bigger movie or something else, yes, they can go on and have continued problems, continued problems, whatever. But no, it, it's fine to just assume she had her sacrifice. They're going to go on. They're going to get to Mars. They're going to come back home and and you know, and that, and that's, and I'm fine with that for the sake mm-hmm. of the movie. I'm not fine as an engineer. I'm not fine because I still am like, there probably were five other ways that they had time to try. <laughs> so she didn't need to sacrifice herself, you know. But as I a agree. Movie, yes, that's part of that twenty like, percent I've got. Yeah, but Let as a movie, guess, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy. Let me ask you one more question, okay? Sure. Are were you surprised that Anna Kendrick's character is the one that was? that sacrificed in the end were you thinking it was going to be any of the other characters no. to rise to the no. occasion no Did no, you really no see that no. made perfect sense for her character yeah. it, with with it... her dialogue all along mm-hmm. like she's obviously you no know, like like uh, no it, it was just it was not she she, she definitely goes going to be the one who's going to draw the short straw no matter what mm-hmm. you know and and that's and and that's something people enjoy in a film or joy in a story is that there is the one person who was willing to give up their life for for the right for everyone well, else to survive. That's not me drawing the short short straw. She made a very conscious decision. You know, it wasn't like wow. metaphorically. I know, no, I, I I know, but it's still. Ding, I feel ding, like ding, ding. you two I are feel going like, at it tonight. Well, but I feel like the, the, <laughs> the, the, the when you say you draw the short yeah. straw, it's like uh-huh. okay, we're gonna play roulette, and someone's gonna lose. Mm. And that's but, not what happened here. She just she chose on her own to make a sacrifice, and that to me is a very it's a it's a important difference to me. Right, 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 <laughs> right. But again, she she chose that she was going to be the mm-hmm. one who was going to draw it. She yeah. wanted to, and there's been other films where they've done the short straw. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'll exchange with you, or you you shouldn't <laughs> have that. Whatever. Right. Okay, right. that's fine. But this one, it was, it, and you're right. It was her story. And so her story had to come to an end mm-hmm. and that's how it ended. Why her doing the more, the most noble thing she could. Right. I'm, know? I'm glad this film did not end with uh riding off into the sunset, happy ending. 
because mm. um, I think it would have been cheesy ultimately if they all survived, they all made, you know, um, I felt like that would have been, a, it would have taken away from the drama of the dilemma they had to work through. And um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I don't mind someone dying uh, yeah. to save everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I guess, but if it's done well, if it's believable, mm -hmm. and I think this film did that well, you know, mm -hmm. it, it did that well, it pulled on your heartstrings, mm -hmm. you know, it had the cool space stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and all the, it put us in, it put us, it, it takes you, it took us out of reality into this fun, neat environment and we went on a journey of learning something and thinking, not just watching a film for entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with doing that from time to time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need those films. We just laugh or mm -hmm. just are entertained song and dance films or action films or comedies, whatever it is. That's all cool. Um, but I, oh. I enjoyed this film thoroughly. If you I'll want you. a film where people are in peril and in space, but you have the good, happy ending where everyone survived, just watch Apollo 13. Absolutely. <laughs> where it no, happened but, in real life and they everyone came home safely because NASA well, but it's not but but what's more amazing, not just a film, it really happened. Right. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I watched it live mm -hmm. as a kid, and we saw that and we were terrified that they were not gonna make it home. Mm -hmm. And the the effort that was put into it and it and it showed just literally how well built the Apollo spacecraft was to take an event like that to also have they and there's in the latest issue of air and space magazine Fred Hayes his book is talked about where they interview Fred Hayes and he mm -hmm. talks about the mission he said you know if the other oxygen tank didn't get damaged and was leaking we could have gone to the moon and come back we would have been fine mm -hmm. but the fact that they had another tank besides the one that exploded leaking that left them that more limb. How are we going to be able to survive? And that beautiful scene in the film where the engineers just drop all this stuff, duct tape, yeah, yeah. tubing, everything. <laughs> and they say, we have to fix the oxygen scrubbing system mm -hmm. in the, in the, uh, uh, the lunar lander. This is what you got to work with guys. <laughs> come up with something yeah but that's again that is like how that, and that's one of the reasons why in in this film in stowaway they had a, it, it couldn't be nasa yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah it, it couldn't be i'm glad you i'm glad you drew that out of our discussion yeah i'm I, you know I, I think that's that a, a really great point that's a valid point because yes uh private companies can do what they want well, but let's, they can't let's completely at... do what they want. No, no, they I might know. cut the corners that NASA mm -hmm. won't cut, as far as I can tell. Yeah. yeah. And and we bringing that up these days with SpaceX's planned missions with the mm. Dragon spacecraft. But but, but there's company, another but... difference there. While they're, they're, they're a contractor, which is not the same thing. They're a private company, but they're hired by NASA to build things for NASA. So they're still beholden to NASA's rules and regulations to a large extent, as, mm -hmm. as, are, as are we. So that's not the same thing as a private company just going out and doing it on their own completely. Those are, two, those are still two different things. Mm. Do you think a private company could actually do something of this nature? Or would NASA just step in or the FAA step in? Well, or there's, a, a, there's still, well, there in? are. Yeah, well, so the thing is, is, I mean, 
yes, but like the FAA would still like there's still regulations and rules and things like that. Your private company can still do this. You know, if they have the money, if they have, if they see the economic value and, and all that. Um, and at that point, it's not NASA that is in control. It is the FAA. It is other rules. There's a bunch of still rules and regulations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, but you know, so like if you have a vehicle that you're meant to protect humans, that's different, a commercial company doing that versus NASA doing that, that's going to be a completely different, different scenario. Mm-hmm. But, but again, today, SpaceX and even my company, we're beholden to, you know, if we're launching something that goes to the International Space Station or goes to another NASA thing, we're still beholden to their, their rules. So that's not the yep. same thing as us or anyone doing it on their own, mm-hmm. which, and mm-hmm. this company in this movie, it's clear they're on their, they're doing it on their own. It's a com- completely yeah. private venture. That's a good no. point. Are you yeah, two no, quite no. done yet? Are Sorry. You, are you done going back and forth all this? No, this has been I... great because, <laughs> because like I said, a little knowledge is a terrible thing sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and Adina has a whole lot of knowledge yeah, about yeah. these things yeah. where if she was to be upset by it because of the technical inequalities, and it seems like your 20% is based on those types of things. No, no, my 20%, is, you know, is really just based on the do is this a movie that I just want to like w- watch and rewatch and yeah. rewatch. And no, yeah. I mean it's a good movie, but it's not like ooh, I just need to like yeah. like Star it's, Trek 2, I can right. rewatch any day. Star Trek 4, I can rewatch any day. You know, like mm-hmm. this is not it's just not that movie. It's just not, yeah. you know, and, and possibly yeah. because it's a sad ending. I don't want a sad ending. I want a happy ending. Right, yeah. Ah, well, yes, it's heavy. Exactly. No, it's so heavy it's too. right, it's, it's heavy. It's yeah. heavy. And I don't right, want to watch heavy right. stuff every Good to day. watch yeah. once, maybe twice down the road. Yeah. which is what we've all done here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. let's, I, I want to thank you guys. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead, what, what? <laughs> you didn't tell us how many stars you're Oh, by you're golly, you're right. Oh, that's true. You know, you all can't right. get that's out true. of this. That's true. All right, so I am, uh, I think it's a four out of five too. Okay. I, I think. But for what reason now? Uh, four out of five because um, I, it's simply for me just because it's a film that, Oh, see, now I'm questioning myself all of a sudden, guys. Because I think, here's here's the thing. I think this is a really well-done film all the way around. I think mm-hmm. the acting is superb. Mm-hmm. I think the storytelling is superb. The moral dilemma weaving in and out of that is superb. The character development is superb. I think the cinematography is fantastic. Uh, the sets are incredible. The special effects are incredible. The music is very impacts the emotion of the film and flows well. So if we're talking about technically, I would give this a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'm giving it a four-star because, like you guys say, it's not a film I'm going to come back to and watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. A five-star rating for me is Star Trek First Contact or Ben-Hur, or Spartacus, or West Side Story, the original and the brand new one. Star Trek so, 4. Star Trek 4. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. I, I'll, I'll concede that. So, yeah. Um, but, but anyways. That's just it. Yeah, so, but that's what really, that's what, you know, if you talk about when we, we did our top 10 films, mm-hmm. it's the same thing comes down to what is the one that you could watch over and over yeah. and over again never be bored by it always look forward to the moments in a film when they're going to happen because you look forward to them Mm -hmm. and they make you happy when you see them or they give you that reaction that makes a movie Mm -hmm. a great film 
and yeah. and this is this is a great movie but it's not a perfect film and like you said it, we've watched it we've seen it we're done let's yeah, move on to yeah. the next movie it's a different type of movie meant to do certain things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. thank you guys brave crew of the big sci-fi podcast <laughs> minus chris and tarana Sorry, Chris, your opinion Sorry. means nothing to us. <laughs> it was his own choice. He had he had other stuff going on tonight. It's the first yep. one he's missed, I think. So that's true. Yeah, lighten yes. up, Steve. Holy cow! Man. <laughs> <You> really, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our journey yeah. this week as we've examined the film Stowaway. You should go watch it, even though we spoiled the heck out of it. You should still Please. go watch it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Remember to treat others with respect and dignity, and don't forget to smile as you journey through this adventure we call the human experience. Until next time, be safe, everybody. Be good and boldly live.